Hello and welcome to Spagna Culture, a creative leadership podcast that aims to equip, encourage, and empower leaders in every sphere of influence. I'm your host, Steve, and today's topic is codependency. Uh, We want to wage war on codependency, and I have a story that's personal to me, and I'm so excited to share with you guys because this is something I've struggled with for a long time, and it's something that uh, I've only been made aware by other people. And so for some of you who are listening, you might not even know what codependency is, or it might be your first time hearing something about it, but some of you might walk away from this podcast being like, oh, shoot, I have the same symptoms, my dude. So I'm excited to jump in with you guys, um, and I'm just going to jump right in and talk a little bit about how I kind of found out I had a problem with this. I still remember like it was yesterday. I'm in New York City. I'm in an attic in Brooklyn. Uh, I went to visit my sister. She was working and going to school there. And um, I remember I was just going through like a really rough season. And uh, I remember calling my mentor, Sarah McNulty. Shout out to you if you're there listening. Uh, But I remember my mentor and uh, just talking to her on the phone telling her kind of just how I was feeling like, man, I was pretty much like worthless, not maybe worthless, but just like I wasn't able to function or help others. And because I was in a leadership position, um, I was always in student senate or doing different leadership things, even in school. So I just felt like I was letting my club down. I was letting the people who looked up to me down just as I was going through my own personal crisis during that season, some family stuff had happened and I was just like in a very low, low season. And I remember as it was yesterday, she just said, Stephen, it sounds like you have a messiah complex. And I was low-key offended, but that literally kind of was the beginning of me finding out I have a problem with trying to be a savior type of person, right? And um, and what that looks like in relationship is, of course, different for a lot of people. But for me, um, it was this like feeling that I had to help people like or the best way to put it would be that if Steven is not there, then things are not going to go well. Like meaning um, when I was growing up in my family and maybe in my relationships, I felt like I had to be there. Like um, I had to always be present. I had to perform and um, in a sense that things would break apart if I wasn't there. And I mean, I think that, you know, of course, you could look at it from different perspectives and a lot of people would say, man, Steve, like, you know, you're amazing. Or other people would like, of course, that stuff, you know, feeds into you and or like, I need you so much or all the comments, right, that people make in our lives. And it just drives that codependency up the wall. Um but I would say the there's a couple other times, of course, I've had this conversation with different friends who have struggled with it. But I definitely think this is like an issue in leadership. And that's why I want to talk about it, because this is a leadership podcast. We want to equip, encourage, and just empower people. And I think this is kind of something to have in your tool belt as a leader, as I equip you with this codependency traits. And as I'll read these traits out, you'll kind of get to self-diagnose yourself a little bit, see if you even need to get a coach or a mentor to help you through these some of these problems. But 
One of the things recently that was really, really hard, or I would say not even hard, but it was something that I walked through was when um, a romantic interest of mine was um, talking to me about this issue and they sent me this list of codependent traits. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was so like not about it. I was a bit angry because um, I just, I think there's like this thing about when you focus on you're doing this, you're doing that, you know, you're not doing this, I'm not doing that. It just kind of becomes like a blame game, right, in a relationship. And I was in a place where I wasn't really wanting to listen, but I just read it. I read the list and I was mad that she was even right, you know, but it was, it reminded me of that Messiah complex, that kind of sacred complex, because I was that person in my groups or in my team or in my leadership that was really, you know, in a sense, expressing and living out some of the traits that codependency was really diagnosing. So for some of you might be asking, what is codependent behavior? So I'm just going to describe it. Um, from a counseling website, you know, it says, as codependents, we're focused outward on trying to please, help fix, and control other people and situation. We base our happiness and feelings on what other people are doing rather than our own internal feelings and values. Over time, we are living our own lives. We become some wrapped up, obsessed at times in other people's problems that we lose track of who we are and what we want and how, honestly, to be happy within ourselves. And so, when I read that, when I was like studying about codependency, I was like, oh, shoot. OK, I'm interested. Let's read up more. So what I'm going to do, actually, is I'm going to read characteristics and symptoms of codependency and I'm going to read them all out below, like as we keep going through the podcast. And I want to I want to just talk through them because this month I'm going to be bringing on some friends. I'm going to be bringing my friend Christine. She's a leadership coach. And we're just going to talk deeper about leadership, talk about coaching, about teams, about walking through some of these things, because I think they're really important, you know, because I want us to be really equipped to kind of face these things. Um, and so let's jump right into it. So the first one is, the first characteristic is you focus on other people's problems and needs in the form of caretaking, controlling, advice giving and worrying about others. I'm going to repeat that again. You focus on other people's problems and needs in the form of caretaking, controlling, advice giving and worrying about others. Of course, this is really difficult in India. I mean, we live in India. I live in India at least. You know, you might be listening from a different place, but I know for sure this is like a love language in India. Like, Literally, if I say I'm worried about you, people feel loved, right? If people say, I'm, you know, like you hear that, it's like, oh, they love me. They care about me. But in a sense, they would say, like at least psychologists would say, if your pure focus is on other people's problems and needs, and that that would be considered a codependent trait. But we're going to move on because there's a few more. It doesn't mean that you are a codependent person, but, you know, I mean, if it's a yes, then you click yes. So going on, for sure, that for me, that's a yes. So going down to the next one, you can be controlling and perfectionistic. I'm like, oh, ouch, that, that does hit home a bit too close than I want it to be. But yeah, you can be controlling and perfectionistic. You want things to be done a certain way and may resort to telling others what to do and how to do it. You can be critical of others because they often don't live up to your expectations. Your high standards also make it hard to ask for or accept help. 
oh, this one hurts. This one hurts. This one really hurts. I mean, I think you know if you know. You know what I'm saying? I think like if I read that and you're like, oh, yes, like there's no even arguments about that. So I'm just going to leave that one because if it's a yes, it's a yes. For me, this is two for two. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not talking to you guys as, as if like I'm not struggling with this, but this is like something I literally have to remind myself, read and study and pray through it because I know for a lot of you leaders and a lot of you listeners, you could be struggling with this and it, it's a good thing to look into. Um, so the third is you struggle when things don't go as planned, okay? You crave predictability, structure, and certainty, things you probably didn't have in your childhood family. So a lot of this codependent behavior, a lot of psychologists say it kind of stems from the family like that you're born into, like meaning how your parents raised you. Um, and so in a sense, you crave predictability, structure, and certainty because in a sense, you didn't have that in your childhood family, right? Like things were unpredictable. You didn't have like a schedule or like you didn't feel like things could be predicted in your parents' behavior. Um, so you struggle when things don't go as planned. Um, I don't know if I could really relate to this. Um, maybe because of my personality, I definitely, um, I am predictable, I would say, like, meaning I do, I do respect people who are like consistent. Um, and I do like structure and I do like certainty, but I won't say I struggle when things don't go as planned. I, I feel like I'm an easy kind of go with the flow type of guy. Um, but I do definitely get angry if like we plan something and someone doesn't show up. I remember I was in Kenya one um, summer and we planned to show up at six and no one showed up until nine. And I was just done with it, you know? And I think that's something even living in India, I struggle with sometimes like we make plans, but like everyone is willing to just be like, ah, Chalaga, like, right? It'll just, whatever, we'll figure it out. And that I still struggle with for sure. So maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a three for three. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm an easy with the flow type of guy, but maybe other people might not say so. So I will, oh, do I give myself this point or not? I will, I will give myself a half a point because I feel like it hits home, but also doesn't hit home. So you give yourself points according to what you think. Okay. And then now we're at the fourth one. The fourth one is you're self-critical. Okay, you also set unrealistic expectations for yourself and are harsh and critical for your imperfections and mistakes. Your self-criticism is a result of your low self-esteem and the harsh criticism you've gotten from others. Um, I wouldn't say this clicks with me. Um, personally, I definitely I'm pretty like happy-go-lucky. Um, but I definitely do have sometimes unrealistic expectations. Meaning on like serving and going hard, like I definitely want to go hard always. So I definitely do have those unrealistic expectations. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do with this one. I'm going to give myself another half point. So I don't know if that even, I didn't, I mean, there's no rule, but I definitely don't fully, fully, completely go with that one. You know, maybe I've gotten better. Hopefully that's like a growth point. Okay. So now we are, you know, like we, that's four of them. You know, like, let's go to the fifth. The fifth one is you feel responsible for everything and everyone, even other people's happiness. Woo! Definitely guilty. Definitely guilty for me. I definitely do sometimes feel responsibility for that. Um, and so that's a five. So, like, you know, like, for me, 
that's like four points, you know, out of five, you know, because I gave myself half and half, you know, for three and four. So I'm going to give myself a solid four points out of five right now. Uh, I definitely can relate to number five. You feel responsible for everyone, everything and everyone, even other people's happiness. I get really sad when people are sad. Like, oh, man, like if someone is sad, I just want to make them happy and I just feel responsible. Like, I'm like, what can I do to make them happy? So definitely, definitely clicks. Does it click for you? Let me know. In the, you know, like because like we have, you know, of course, spider culture instagram so please guys go to our instagram and let's have a conversation about this i would love to hear from you uh and then number six you are afraid to upset or disappoint others people pleasing oh shoot oh man i'm bad so you're always dependable and responsible people count on you but this can lead to overextending yourself and exhaustion like this is literally um i would say above all the other ones this is definitely hitting home i'm a definitely a people pleaser i'm a people pleaser to the core um and i hate it sometimes but also like i'm like love seeing people happy so i feel like number five number six are kind of unfair because they're kind of the same thing like number five is you feel responsible for everything and everyone and even other people's happiness. And then number six is you're afraid to upset or disappoint others, people pleasing. So I feel like they're kind of the same, but I still take the points. Okay. So I'll still say I'm five for six. Okay. Five for six. Let's go to number seven. Number seven is you have trouble with boundaries, speaking up for yourself and saying no at times. You let people mistreat or take advantage of your kindness because you don't want to hurt their feelings, let them down or create a conflict. Oh, man, you have trouble with boundaries, speaking up for yourself and saying no at times. <clears throat> That's a definite yes. That's a definite yes. So that makes it six for seven. I'm not even going to talk much about that because I think like if, if anyone has codependent behavior, they're already like, yep, no need to even discuss that one because boundaries are like, like a huge thing. And I definitely could literally create more boundaries. I was talking to one of my mentors today and I was just literally talking about this. I need to create better boundaries. I need to speak for myself. I need to say no, you know? And so that's huge. And so we're six for seven right now. Number eight, you ignore your own feelings and needs, often stuffing them or numbing them. Um, I'll give myself half a point. I feel like I do treat myself like I feel like I do not ignore my feelings or needs that much. Um, I definitely speak up. Um, I definitely speak for myself. If I feel like someone did uh, did do me wrong or if I, if I, ha I have a tough conversation to have, I definitely am the kind of person that will have a conversation. So definitely not going to take a point for that. Um, let's go to the next one. So like I am seven for eight pretty much. Uh, maybe not now I'm actually, I would say, you know, cause I'm not taking that point, you know, I mean, for sure. Like that's just not me because when I look at it, I'm like, nah, player, you know? So I would say I am, would I say I'm six for eight? And then, so number nine, since you focus in on others and you don't feel worthy, you generally ignore or put your needs last. Oh, shoot. You know, um, yeah, I'll say sometimes like, this can be true. This can be true. So I'll go seven, seven for nine, seven for nine. I'll do that. Seven for nine. 
Uh, number 10, in addition to denying your feelings and needs, you may have a hard time seeing how un unmanageable, unhappy your life has become. These are forms of denial. Ooh, that's a, that's a harsh one. Like that's definitely hitting home a little bit, but I don't know. Do I take all that, you know, all that, you know, uh, but I definitely see myself denying my feelings sometimes. And I do have a hard time kind of recognizing, dude, I am unhappy or like, this is unmanageable. I've definitely faced sometimes where I do feel like my life is kind of spiraling out of control. And that's because like, I'm just giving myself to something I'm not passionate about. or I'm just over serving. So most definitely I would give myself an eight out of 10 out of all these that I've just read. Um, I want to know how you scored. You know, I want to know how you scored, you know, just like a squad of 10. How many did you get? You know, um, because, you know, as we're looking at these things, right, like for me, like kind of just bringing it to a wrap, because like I just want to have these short conversations to kind of express to us as leaders that it is important to do self-care and it, it is important to have a mentor, to have a coach. And that's like something I want to really push this month is find a life coach, find a leadership coach, find a mentor, talk to someone about these things because they do affect your relationships. They affect your work life. They affect your wife, husband, uh, family. Um, and if you don't take care of it, honestly, you burn out, you burn out. And I don't want to see you burning out. I don't want to see myself burning out. And honestly, the last month was rough, right? Like um, I'm recording this in June, the beginning of June. And so last month, like the month of May in India in 2021, wow, right? Like COVID hit hard. I was in Hyderabad. I was in Delhi. I was in Varanasi. We're going to hospitals. We're going to people's homes. We're passing our medicines. We're giving our food. You know, we're doing it in different auditoriums. And so I was go, 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 go. And I was exhausted. I was tired. I didn't know how to do self-care. Uh, honestly, I was in a place where, you know, I'm losing some of my friends. I'm losing some of my peace. I'm losing a little bit of like just control. Um, and I realized like a lot of it is because of this codependent behavior, right? It's because sometimes I, f I do feel like I have to show up. I have to be this. I have to be this. And I'm not saying that we should not be like that because I do think that there's a value in leadership to show up, to literally take responsibility but there's like also the, the point of actually having systems, you know, actually delegating, actually having times just off the screen. That's something I didn't do very well is taking time to just reflect, times to read, you know, times to just like turn off my phone, turn off my laptop and just like think through what I'm working on and just like take time to just take times of prayer or just reflection uh, or talking to friends. I was just work mode, right? Grind, grind, grind. And um, and so I just want to encourage all the leaders listening to me, you know, to take a breather, to literally take some time to, to breathe and to spend time with people you love, uh, read a good book, take time away from work, take time away from the grind, right? And and try to think, you know, am I doing all these things because I have codependent behavior or is it because actually, you know, I'm in like a healthy place? Um, so that's food, you know, that's it for now. Um, I'm excited for next week. 
Um, we will be having different guests and I'm going to leave it as a surprise because I'm excited. We're going to be talking about different topics like, you know, like we want to like dive into some of these topics because it does have to do a lot with codependency, right? You know, um, the idea of like, what will people say? What will people think? Um, because we're always focused on others. And so I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast and I'll see you next week. Remember again, you know, uh, subscribe to our channels um, and just go to our link tree on uh, spagnar.co and then also Spagnar Culture on Instagram. And you can follow us, uh, interact with us, send us questions. Uh, we love interacting with uh, the people who are listening because I don't know, honestly, it's sometimes, you know, we're wondering like who are our followers so yeah, um, I'm Steven again, I'm your host, and I'm excited to be on this journey with you as a leader. Hit me up, let me know what you learned this week. Let me know your score. Mine was eight out of 10, a little bit embarrassing, still growing, not fully there, but I'm on this journey with y'all. I'm not speaking because I'm better off. I'm speaking because I don't even know. Honestly, I just have a passion for this. I have a passion for raw, real leadership. I think when we lead with vulnerability as leaders, we have more impact. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with. See you next week.